Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is Deadpool 2 in surprising reshoots for PG-13? Do we have some Avengers 4 news? And are we going to finally talk spoilers for Daredevil Season 3? Yes, this is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. This is episode 202 of Marvel Movie News. And yes, it is my last episode here. I I will be leaving uh, this astral plane to do many other things. We'll talk about that more later, but you guys... Oh, and I got sound effects, such production. Uh, You guys have been amazing on Twitter this week. Unfortunately, our last week's episode was taken down because there was like... 11 seconds of a song we didn't talk we do we so i announced it last week but unfortunately last week's episode is having some some legal issues uh it'll get sorted out it'll be back up eventually and or you can listen to it on itunes but uh in the meantime we are the marvel movie news i'm koi jondro this is the ever lovely amy hi guys my name is amy cassandra (laughs) martinez but you can just call me amy I just, it's, it's so, for me, in my last episode, she's giving me the, because it's a very funny Twitter. I like it very much. Yeah, uh, you. you can subscribe to Marvel Movie News on iTunes. You can find us on YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can find us through Popcorn Talk's website, PopcornTalkNetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk Network. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you retweet a link to the show whilst we are live, Aunt Manthony in the booth will retweet you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> Aunt Anthony has giant tears for a small ant. I will never forget that you did christen me with the name of Aunt Anthony. Yes. And I'll wear it proudly until oh. the end of my days. Oh, thank you. Oh. For you, Koi. And it is, of course, Halloween tomorrow, so that is the double reason for I get to wear Deadpool for my last episode, and it almost even makes sense societally because tomorrow is Halloween. <laughs> But being that it is my last episode of Marvel Movie News, but that said, actually, I I, I can announce it safely. Uh, December 18th, I'll be back. We're going to do the Amalgam Christmas special we did last year. We're going to do the Marvel Movie News, DC Movie News team up. I'm going to lead that charge, so I'll be back. And Christmas is shockingly close. Oh Uh, my gosh, I know. Unfortunately, it's only a few weeks away because time is a flat circle. Well, Beverly Hills has apparently already started decorating. It's insane. I mean, if you think about it, like November is a little over four weeks, and then the 18th is like three weeks in. So I'll be back in like seven weeks. So it's not that long. I'll be back to do the Christmas special with you guys. So it's, don't, don't say this is a goodbye. It's, it's, I'll see you soon. Uh, but being that is my last episode at 202, I want to start off with Deadpool. Because of course, (laughs) Deadpool 2 is in surprising reshoots and had already had reshoots two months ago with Ryan Reynolds himself on set for the PG-13 re-release that's coming at Christmas time, which is everyone's best gift. 
Correct. Uh, that means that we are going to see new footage, and the director uh, and writers all came together saying, quote, I think it's not only going to appeal to kids, but also to people who love Deadpool. I think it's subversive enough and fun and creative and something that only Deadpool could do. So I think it's going to be a real joy for not only a whole new audience, but also an audience that has seen and loved the Deadpool movies. So Ryan Reynolds himself was back to do shoots, uh, reshoots himself, which means we're getting a whole new storyline. But keep in mind... As we get closer, we'll see what the studio will let them talk about. We'll see what all this is. But as we get closer, keep in mind, this is a slippery slope. Because if it does very well, we could get a PG-13 Deadpool in general. And also, this won't be full new storyline. This isn't a full new movie. It's probably going to be like, you know, in Emperor's New Groove when Cusco, like, pauses the movie and, like, there's that awesomeness. I think it's going to be a lot of those kind of scenes. I think it's going to be a commentary on the fact that they're neutering it down to to PG-13 from R. I think the reshoots are probably a couple days of them, like, being a commentary. Because if you think about it, if they cut that movie down without adding stuff, it's very short. Yeah. Uh, so they need stuff in there. Yeah. Um, what do you think those scenes might be? Besides what we know with the Princess Bride stuff, which I think is fantastic. Oh my gosh, I know. You know, I actually just saw the Princess Bride for the first time like two weeks ago, three Guys. weeks ago. Guys. Yeah, yeah. So it was perfectly timed. Um, I think, yeah, I guess some commentary, like you said, but I, I'm not too, too worried about it doing well because okay. I think it could set a precedent for having two versions. Maybe, like, the PG-13 version would only be on, like, the special features or something. You know what I mean? Like, But or, or uh, what I'm worried thing. about is the Disney aspect. Like, the Disney yeah. getting Deadpool, if it does well, then them being like, well, we have this character and it's going to sell more because, like, Venom went PG-13 because it sold yeah. more. Deadpool, I think PG-13 would be a, a sacrifice to the character more than Venom was necessarily. Oh, yeah. So Disney's not going to want to make R-rated movies. And if this does well, I'm afraid that's going to give them every opportunity to point at this thing going, well, we have this billion dollar franchise and ignore the asterisks of it made a billion R-rated and it made some PG-13. I'm afraid they're just going to neuter my boy. Well, as long as they separate, like separate it. I don't know if an R-rated will exist if Disney does it. Like, why would they make an R-rated movie if they don't have to? But like, if they look at the numbers that the R-rated version got Mm -hmm. and then the PG-13 version will get... I mean... PG-13 is not going to do as well, but yeah, that doesn't mean so, suits aren't going to go, look what we could do if we made a full movie PG-13 because of how well it did. Say it makes $50 million. That's going to be an opportunity for them to go, well, it made 50 on its re-release. What could it be on its own? We could do a PG-13 X-Force. Like, I'm just I'm just saying. It's slippery slope. Let's be slope. hopeful, though. I, I like the optimism. Yeah. I'm optimistic about everything except a PG-13 Deadpool. I'm, yeah, apprehensively <laughs> optimistic. We'll, we'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. So either way, it's exciting to know that we are getting new footage. We're getting more Ryan Reynolds. Back to optimism. Clicked it back on. Uh, we're getting <laughs> new scenes. We're getting all these yeah. things that I always want more Deadpool. So that's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah. And more Ryan Reynolds. Always. Is always good. So we have hope. We have new things. We have the whole team coming back together. Directors back on set. Writers are writing stuff. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. All these things are fantastic to hear. I just hope it leads to more of the right Deadpool. And I hope that yes. this re-release does well enough that kids that did sneak into the rated can now give their proper money to the pg-13 mm-hmm. all, all those kids that bought tickets to other things and then wandered in can now give the proper money to the proper movie of the pg-13 film so see it give it your money and we'll see how it lands and either way we get a christmas deadpool that's the best gift i mean yeah and then you could totally wear that i mean i will okay and yeah. we're doing the 18th uh so i'll be able to come in the hype it's more we'll see some trailers by then this so when I'm great. back for Christmas, more Deadpool tie-ins. That's great. Very exciting. I love that. Speaking of the holidays, we have heard all but confirmation. Oh, hello? Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not sure. uh, we'll very, be taking calls that's a very later, funny right? Ring. Actually, let's take one. I like. Do I take one? Yes, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Impromptu caller, who are you? Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Ah. You're you're talking to Marvel Movie News. Uh, hi. 
It's me, uh, Jonathan Peck. Hey, what's up, man? Very good. I know your Twitter, but I don't know your voice. Well, you, you do hear now. I do. Welcome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what do you think about uh, Deadpool PG-13, good sir? Um, my thoughts on it, which is fine for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is fine for the most part that um, I don't know which scenes this could be sort of restricted to anything. I had to be honest with that. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe there's a scene, I guess, a punt to get violent, and maybe we might see a cut scene of pretend something might be violent, even something maybe plushy, I guess. Like the like a dramatic cutaway and like a funny joke about the cutaway. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, it is my last episode, sir. So I, I want to ex- very much encourage call-ins. Thank you for calling in. Is there anything you'd like to plug or say to the lovely people watching? Um. Uh, yeah. Um. If you want to check me out, check out my Twitter at jpack1098 around Twitter, Instagram, and that's pretty much all the socials I got. And I'm glad I'm talking to both of you, and I'm very glad with that. So just want to say um, thank you. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you. And this show is by fans for fans, so always look up your fellow Marvelites, anyone listening. All amazing people. The live chat's always spectacular. And by one last thing, this is going to be your last show. And I don't know if you remember this, but like a year ago, I created a fan poster of you... Matt and Marquia as the Guardians of the Galaxy. I do remember that, good sir, and it was rad. I love that fan art. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and thank you for the art and everything else you've done for us. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah, I waved. (laughs) Bye. I wave at phones so often. Like, I just out of, like, he might be watching. You did that last time. Yeah, it's like a weird problem. Like, a very specific problem I have. Goodbye. Like, I'm talking to my mom, like, waving, like, you're on the phone, Koi. I'm walking around L.A. She can't see you. Well, that was really cool, though. That's actually my first experience with the fan calling. Oh, I love the fan call-ins. So they make me so happy. Because, like, we get to reach the people we, we like, send. We just yeah. send out stuff. We don't get to often receive it. So it's yeah. always nice to be like, hello, person's voice. Yeah. Real people. Oh. We're not in the Matrix. I assume all these people exist in 3D. Uh, so thank you very much. And the phone number is going to be up in the lower third. We're going to have it up the whole episode. Uh, in between clips, we might talk about like what you think of a certain thing, or if you just want to say hi. Uh, very freewheeling episode today on Marvel Movie News. Our next bit of news is about Avengers 4. And that... And this is, I guess, a light spoiler, uh, so if you want to avoid any news about Avengers 4, this has no context, so we really don't know how it exists, except probably time travel. Spoiler warning over. Crossbones is apparently in Avengers 4, according to Frank Grillo. Now, if you don't know Frank Grillo, the dude is awesome. He's a powerhouse. He was on a UFC podcast, which I already respect as is. Say, uh, say quote, Crossbones make an appearance in the next Avengers movie, but it's a flashback. And, and I'm allowed to say whatever I want because I'm never doing another Marvel movie because I'm 117 years old. Uh, Ooh. So, <laughs> Ooh, I mean, you, when, you're, when you're in the UFC and you hit like a, a certain age, I'm sure it feels way worse than people that aren't uh, professional fighters. Like Frank Grillo's a beast. Uh, I know as 30 hit, running is not as easy as it was at 20, so I empathize. Um, so Frank Grillo is Crossbones, obviously, so a flashback means probably the events of the Sokovia Accords mm-hmm. being set and that entire situation. Maybe we see another take on that, or we see how that altered the future, how that altered history, so maybe some time travel. We know that's involved. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Crossbones coming back and probably that way? 
I think it's cool. I also just love how, I mean, we obviously do not know much about Avengers 4, mm-hmm. but there's so many freaking possibilities. Right. That even with, like, you know, a character like Crossbones and others that we will talk about soon, um, I feel like it just expands the universe even more, which is already huge. And you're like, well, the possibilities are endless. The yeah. limit does not exist. There is no limits. Is no and it could be, I mean, we know it's longer than the last one. The, long, the last one's a pretty long movie. So yeah. there's a lot that we can fill in that space. And since we literally know nothing, like, yeah. it's five months out, seven months out. It's October, almost November. It's between five and seven months. <laughs> yeah. um, time is hard. Uh, but it's soon, and we still mm-hmm. know nothing. And we're supposed to get our first trailer by the end of the year. Uh, yeah, okay. And I'm worried about that. I'm like, okay, by the end of the year, you're not going to pull, like, a December 31st kind of I thing. I think we're going to get a December 21st. I think it's going to be a Christmas 21st? Movie. I think it's going to be attached to uh, maybe Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Okay, Like, yeah. it's not It's not like a Sony versus Marvel thing, because you want to put your big movies on your big movies. Like, there's yeah. DC trailers on Marvel stuff and all that you want to make money. The studio rivalries are all silly. So I think Spider-Verse would tie very well. I think Aquaman would tie very well. I think those come out the 14th and 21st respectively. I think we're going to see an Avengers trailer. This is coy lightly confirms. I think with the Christmas rushes, we'll see our first Avengers. Okay, well, if it does happen, we'll talk about it then. If, if it does, give me At full credit. Yeah. On the 18th. There you go. Very excited. We made plans already. Pre- that's our third <laughs> tease to an episode, like, seven a week from now. Yep. Um, so I think it's really exciting. I think it's a good news we're getting mm-hmm. this take on Crossbones, because yeah. I love the idea of us playing with the past in order to set up the future. With mm-hmm. comics, they do that all the time. And with time travel in this movie, God, I hope we get Kang. But even if we don't, I think it's a really important element, and I'm really curious, with how little we know, how they bring these Avengers back, how the other ones go away. Like, Yeah. Well, and also, I think it just changes your whole perspective on things. Like, obviously... After watching Infinity War, and I know some people watch Thor Ragnarok, so, like, watching that, you're like, oh, it hurts so much more. It really does. So, just imagine what they could do to us. It's going to be so brutal watching these two back-to-back, and I think it's going to be great to do a, like, one-two punch of watching Infinity War and then whatever it's called. I, like, I've been saying for a year almost since since it came out in April, I don't want to see a thing. I don't want to, like, I don't want a trailer. trailer. I don't even want to know the title. Unfortunately, I'm in comic journalism, so I'm going to know before anyone. But, yes. like, ideally for me as a fan, I would rather go in just... Because the the movie is already set up. Like, I don't need more. Yeah. Like, I, I'm good. It's already going to make $2 billion. I just want the title and the trailer so I could do a trailer reaction video. And then after that, that's it. I want a 30-second teaser and a title, if anything. Okay. I'd rather not have that. Okay. Ooh, 30-second 30, 30 trailer. How about that? Yeah, but just, like literally just, just, maybe it's like a, one of these, some of these fan ones that are amazing where oh. it's like remembering and then sadness, title, boom. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go in like that. Ow. Because it's going to be painful. And I want, yeah. I want to, like, I want to be reminded why I love it, but I don't want to know anything new. I don't want nothing new. Oh, I don't want anything new. I want three hours of fresh movie. When I sit down in that theater, I want three yeah. hours of fresh. Three, okay. You imagine. Oh, man. Or oh. make it a three hour and three minute movie and then three minutes in the trailer. That's fine. But I want, like, I want so much content that I can't piece it together. Like, yeah. Age of Ultron was practically ruined for me because of how much they gave me. I want mm-hmm. minimalist trailers. We'll see. And it's already going to make the money. Like, they don't need to put $200 million into advertising. We're already going to go ball our eyes out. Yeah. So, you have us, guys. And but. we're going to find out how certain characters come back. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, a certain re- Upped cast member Catherine Langford has already filmed her things, but officially has been announced as being in the Avengers. The rap broke the news about Catherine Catherine Langford's mystery role in Avengers Four, which 
You know her from 13 Reasons Why. You know her as all these things. A lot of people think she can't be Cassie Lang because a few months ago, I think she's Cassie Lang. A few months ago, there was a actress, Emmanuel something, I should have had that written down, I apologize, uh, cast that everyone said was Cassie Lang, but it was like a hashtag uh, report report and like a lot of like smaller news organizations. It might be real. I don't know. I just, when I see this actress, I think Paul Rudd's daughter. I think that age up. I think stature. I think all those things. Um... Emma. Uh, Emma Furman, thank you. Mm-hmm. Emma Furman was a few months back, Screen Rants, a lot of huge and small organizations ran this story, but we haven't had official Marvel confirmation to my knowledge, and IMDb doesn't have it. A lot of the more official storylines haven't ran it. So for me, that's what I think. Also, a lot of people think she might be Kate Bishop, obviously our Hawkeye of new and West Coast variety. Mm-hmm. I love the character of Kate Bishop. I, uh, Kate Bishop, I would love if, if she was either of these roles, because that means we're getting a new younger Avengers. That means we could get the actual young avengers that could mean time travel where i okay so a lot of people think it's gonna be time travel where the avengers need new heroes people travel back from the future that's the rumor i've been hearing i hope it's the avengers go their separate ways or die and then at the end of the movie we get a young avengers because they need to form and we get them the right time i think there's going to be a huge gap between avengers three and four and i think that cassie lang who's like 11 is going to be 17 I think that the, it's not going to be a t- travel back because that that's continuity, that's messy, that's a lot of problems. Yeah. And you have to explain in this movie how everything ends and starts. That's too much. I don't yeah. want that element. I think it'd be cool to have the Young Avengers having to come up from necessity. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also, like, if you go back and you change things, then it's like, so then it it still didn't really matter. You know what I mean? When you go back and you change things, people get upset. Right. So if we just continue, like, I mean, I don't mind a little time travel here and there. That's mm-hmm. always fun. Yeah. But come back to the present and then start us with a new generation and then you can just go off and Right, go that's crazy. that's more fun to yeah. me and there's less continuity issues and mm-hmm. that's less. Uh, a few people in the live chat are saying they think that it will be attached to the Thanksgiving movies and that the Lions, thanks- the Lions very specifically the Lions Thanksgiving game, but also Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> 2, which makes sense for Disney. <laughs> That would tie into Disney well. That all makes sense. Yeah, I kind of like Wreck-It Ralph. It's whatever. I mean... I just screamed. But, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I also... I know that it's a long ways away, but uh, the possibility for Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Like, imagine if we ended up getting a Young Avengers, and then this would kind of kickstart it. Right. That's the dream. And with these two young women cast, and, like, the the idea of them reshaping this world, I don't know who Katherine Langford is. I was saying stature. I'm just guessing. Could be Kate Bishop. Could be someone else all entirely. We don't know. Uh, Either way, it's exciting to see that young wave of Avengers, whether they are the young Avengers or not. It's exciting news. Yeah. Yeah. I gosh. Yeah. 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 And he confirms. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many, like, little pieces of news that we get for Avengers 4 that each time we're like, (gasps) what is it? But, like, don't tell us too much. That we're all, like, really hungry for, but I'm also like, shh. Yeah. I'm okay with casting without even knowing. I love that. Uh, this is the perfect news for me. Someone's yeah. in it that is talented. Good. Don't tell me anything else. <laughs> yeah. Let me theorize. Yeah. Uh, and also, we know another actress, very talented, very majestic, very Tilda Swinton, is also returning, and she is obviously the ancient one of Doctor Strange. This adds credence to the concept of the magic elements of the world of Ant-Man, the quantum realm, tying mm-hmm. into the Doctor Strange world. Those visuals are very similar. I'm curious if that's how we re-up to the five or six years down the road that I'm theorizing. I'm curious if that ties in how Doctor Strange comes back. Uh, I'm curious if she survived the snap or if she's someone that comes back. I'm. There's so many questions here. She obviously wasn't in Infinity War, so yeah. what is her... 
role? How large is it? How does she tie into things because she's effectively a celestial? Also, she died, so when time travel re-ups, is it a flashback like Crossbones? Once again, more questions than answers, which I dig. Yeah. I th- she added such a... I don't even know if there's a word for her, but mm-hmm. she had such a... Gravitas. Gravitas, yeah. That I feel like if, you know, we get even just a few minutes of her, it's already going to feel like, whoa. Right. It's like epic. I mean, the movie's obviously going to be epic, duh. But to add her, I'm just curious to see how they use her. And I love that they were shooting so recently. I love that they, like, we know so little and they've kept everything so under wraps. Mm -hmm. And now Tilda Swinton, we just find out, and she probably already shot this like three months ago. Good. I'm glad we didn't find out. That yeah. Way. Yeah. Sneaky. Um, so uh, I think that's about the end of our spoilers. Anything else we want to talk about with those yeah. two? Yeah. Well, some people, and I've been hearing this a lot lately, uh, they think that Catherine Langford, so Home Life, 1983, thinks that she's going to be Pepper and Tony's daughter from the future. Interesting. I've been hearing that Another a lot. theory. Mm-hmm. There are many theories, and I could go for any of those. Um, there's also an image floating around of Gwyneth Paltrow that we decided not to run because uh, it feels like someone hacked her phone. Like, it made me really uncomfortable. It, like, was beyond paparazzi. It was like someone, like, fappening to a paparazzi photo, and I did not like it. No, uh, so scare me. Yeah, we don't run that kind of thing here. Yeah. But if you're into that sort of thing, it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, that is our, our light spoiler end. I think that's everything that would possibly be construed as a spoiler. So now we want to take a quick break and do an unboxing of some marvelous goodness because I don't know what's in this box. Me neither. It's got my name on it. Mine too. So I think we should find okay. out. This is great. It's like before Christmas and we're already getting presents. So I it. mean, I'm not mad at a, at a Bon Voyage gift this and I'm always happy to share it. I mean, okay, wait, let's I believe see. in you. Okay, so this is from Loot Crate, which we've talked about in the past. And this is a Marvel... Wait, how much? Okay, I think that's good. Yeah. This is a Marvel box, so I know that we'll for sure get a shirt in it. And that's all I know. Oh my gosh, we have a lot of stuff up here. Okay. (gasps) There's a... (laughs) Wait, no, what did you see? I hope... I'm opening it the wrong way. Here we go, here we go. I got this. Guys, I'm just, I'm not even going to shift anything. What? I'm just going to open this and you're going to know everything that needs to be known. <gasps> I'm my never job. taking this it off. Like unpopped. Oh dear Jesus. Oh my God. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh yes. Oh my okay, gosh. Okay, you guys. I, uh. <laughs> this is so cool. Prepare yourselves for Scarlet Pool. <laughs> You're going to put it... Oh, okay. I'll let you take the reins. Okay. Oh, you're actually dressed appropriately. I know. This really goes with what I'm wearing already. Look at how great. And there's a hoodie. Look at that. And then it's red at the bottom. I'm wearing I'm a so many layers. <laughs> wow. That's... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it feels really nice, it's too. Very How's the inside? The inside feels Look nice. Look at that smile on Koi's face. It's so <laughs> great. He's like a little kid. That looks dope. Yeah, people in the chat are happy. Sky Patterson says, Marvel unboxing time. So cool. Zeno Hour, nice. Oh, my gosh. I have wanted a Scarlet Spider hoodie sleeveless since I was, like, five. Since, like, 93, 94. Like, this is... I'm going to wear this too much. I'm sorry, internet. It's going to look like every photo's from the same day because I'm going to wear it every day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I'm so excited. And I, I love that we're doing this today. Yes. This, this is, is great. Thank you for the parting gift, Loot Crate. This is the best way. This is the best last thing to get on the show. This is amazing. 
Oh my god. Oh, there's there's more. more. There's more. I'm like, I got um, real distracted. Yeah, <laughs> you put it down. I was like, wait, bring it back. He's like, I'm good. Um, That's good. it. That's all I need. That's, oh. it. That's all I need. Isn't that but so wait, cool? wait, I was uh, wrong. There's more. A Spider-Man bag. Right? bag. Now, the bag is made to look like the bag Spidey webs to his back when he doesn't have his backpack, oh. and it includes not just a beautiful print of webbing, but his camera, a chemistry book, a converse. Like, this is beautiful, and it will also be on me far too often. I, Loot Crate, this is the best thing you've ever done. You guys are this fantastic. This is it. You've done the best thing you've ever done. The I'm bar is so high. I'm so happy right now. Oh, I'm going to wear this. Yeah, you're Scott Welsh, I'm going to wear this playing PS4 Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm just going to be covered in Spider-Man merch, playing Spider-Man PS4, and I'm sorry to my girlfriend who never gets to see me because I'm going to make choices. This is amazing. <laughs> ah! There's more. <gasps> Wait, there's something rolled up. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what this what is. is it? I don't know what this is. Oh, I hope so I can put this back the right way, It's a though. tube. It's a tube! Look! <laughs> While she untubes, know that the pin is Ooh. a dope Spidey pin, which is, I believe, my, oh, it's Mike Ringo style. It's not Mike Ringo, the actual artist, but it's Mike Ringo flavored uh, oh. Spider-Man. This whole box is Spider-Man, and it's amazing. That's oh gorgeous. Oh, my god! Oh, I'm going to frame that. That is beautiful. That is right? rad. That's also, I love the size. Like, it's yeah. yeah. down a wall very beautifully. Loot Crate, you've outdone yourself. Matthew Waite is the artist. That is so nice. We wore, like, fantastic things today, Yeah, this too. is real good. This is amazing. I'm <gasps> wearing so many layers of my favorite characters right now. I know. Uh, you get a sweepstakes entry. Just by being a Marvel Gear Plus good subscriber, you're entered to win one of these amazing prizes. The grand prize is two tickets to L.A. and a tour of Insomniac Games, who made Spider-Man PS4. The ten runners-up get a signed copy of Marvel Spider-Man, exclusively on PS4. No purchase necessary. What? Just reading Ooh. cards. <gasps> what is this? I'm going to find out. Will you open the poster? I'll open this. Okay. Oh, it my gosh. There's to bubble be. wrap. Oh, bubble wrap, bubble wrap, bubble wrap, and... This is so cool. What is it? Is that a, like a... What? It should say one. Is that like a paperweight? It's a symbiote Spider-Man folding phone stand. Ah. Uh, that's cool. That's real cool. So my favorite Spidey suit next to Scarlet Spider is this guy right here. Oh, yeah. Wait, how do you do this? Uh, oh, my gosh. I did it. And did you I get bubble it? wrap. I know. I know. I love the bubble wrap so much. And then, because Luke Crate knows what's up... Boom! Scarlet Spider gets some love at the bottom of the box. That's basically us right now. Yeah, this is this is good life. This is oh yeah, and it's got a list of all the things. So this came with a Scarlet Spider sleeveless hoodie. Boom! Secret War Spider-Man phone stand. Oh, it says everything. Black Spider-Man suit. The mini costumes of Spider-Man poster, which she opened up. Spider-Man webpack cinch bag, which is dope, and a thwip pin. Seriously, uh, Luke Crate, this is gorgeous. Also, Miles Morales repping inside the box. Uh, the top of the box is Miles, which is rad. This is this is great. I, this I'm, is amazing. Yeah, I agree, Gamer Girl. Loot Crate did read my mind. This is everything. Uh, thank you so much. And um, I know we have some people in the chat. Let's see. Zeno Hour saying, I should have subscribed to Loot Crate. Well, you can. Yeah, I you think actually it, can. it's yeah. an option. Yeah, so all you need to do is go to lootcrate.com slash News and enter our code MarvelMovieNews. So that's all you need to do. And then you can just, like, you get 30% off your subscription. And let the record show, this was just a surprise. I didn't know this was happening today, and I am very happy boy. So thank you very much, Loot Crate. Definitely this check out lootcrate.com slash News for all of this excitement. <laughs> we should, well, I was going to say we should do more unboxings. You, you should. 
Okay, that got sad <laughs> fast. So maybe the 18th, too? On the 18th, we'll have an unboxing. We yeah, don't know okay. what it'll be yet, but we totally yeah. should. I'm gonna bring... The hoodie stays there on, but I get my head back. Okay. Very professional episode of me freaking out. Very professional. Uh, it's real warm in a Deadpool button-up and then a Deadpool <laughs> onesie and then a Scarlet Spider hoodie. So if I start to just wow. pour sweat, no, that's... You did um, have a lot of layers. Okay, so back to news while I'm real hype. Uh, <laughs> anyone that is, this is your, for some reason, first episode of Marvel Movie News, I usually am a little more focused, but I am very <laughs> bummed I have to leave. And also, there's toys! So that's causing a double scatter of happy sad. Um, so... That was rad. Loot Crate, killing it. I love this. Thank you very much. Uh, we also have news that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is officially on hold. Surprise, surprise. When you fire your director, um, you don't get to keep making the movie as quick. Uh, so, basically, we are getting official news after Kevin Feige's appearance at a recent red carpet that one, Avengers 4 trailer before the end of the year, two, Namor could make an appearance they're deciding if and when, and Guardians 3 is on hold. Now, mm-hmm. what I get out of this is they don't want to rush Guardians 3, which I thank them for. I would rather not have a bad Guardians 3. I would rather have no Guardians 3 or one worthy of the other two in the franchise. Two, Namor might be in Black Panther. That, to me, was we're deciding if and when. A week ago, we got Ryan Coogler back on. I, I don't want to say guarantee, but I feel that he's in the conversation. I feel like if they're moving forward, the timing is beautiful. Namor could be a situation in Black Panther, because that's been the theory for a long time. The timing seems lovely. Uh, we'll see what that is. Also, if the ink is drawing faster on the Fox Marvel deal, Fantastic Four. A lot yeah. of good things. And what better way to introduce the Fantastic Four than Black Panther bring in Namor Namor into Fantastic Four, connecting tissue of villain like they did with Claw. I'd love that. So, opportunities. Yeah, I also, I mean, I agree with you. I don't want them to kind of just rush Guardians. Yeah. Um, I think that they should really find whoever they think is best for their job, and whoever that is is going to have a lot of pressure. That's just going to be the case. So I want it to be good, but I also know that we have so many other things that we can get in the meantime, and they're going to be just as good. You yeah, know? I'm not, I'm not so rushing, because okay. it, it was supposed to be the first movie out of the gate after the <laughs> Infinity War 2, whatever they're calling it. I tried to give it a title. It doesn't have one. Uh, after <laughs> Avengers 4, Spider-Man, Guardians 3, which I always loved because it was super cosmic, super down-to-earth. Yeah. Now it seems like we're getting Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man, super cosmic, super down-to-earth. Also interesting that Tilda Swinton is in Avengers 4 after they announced that Doctor Strange was going to be the first one after Spider-Man. So, very interesting high-low situation. The way my brain put that together was, oh, they're bringing Doctor Strange more into the forefront, Tilda Swinton tying into Avengers 4. Interesting timing with announcement. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And, I mean, if this even happened, like, if Tilda Swinton being in Avengers 4 happened even just three months ago. That's how long this craziness has been going on. Oh, yeah, it's been a whole thing. Um, And the James Gunn situation is obviously tricky, and especially now with Suicide Squad 2, which I'm so excited for. Uh, But also, uh, a few people in live chat are saying they can find another great director. Absolutely, they can definitely, Eon, I agree, they can find another great director, but the tone of Guardians is so specific, they need to make sure they have that instead of rushing it. I totally think they can. I just want to make sure it's right, because I have a strong place in my heart for the first two Guardians films. Too. The Guardians one is amongst the the number like top five for me. Oh, for sure. So well, and two, they're two just amazing. Ah, ah, what a great yeah. problem. Loving movies, ah. but I just want the standard to stay up there. Uh, speaking of a high standard. I was so excited that Spike Lee was going to be making a comic book movie, and Spike Lee is officially not making Nightwatch. Spike Lee very succinctly, when asked. What was going on with Nightwatch? And if he was still making it, he responded with three letters. Nah. 
So Spike Lee is no longer on Nightwatch. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely a bummer. With the Marvel Sony thing, it seemed like every week we were announcing a new Sony-verse Marvel character, Spider-Man character. Nightwatch is one of the more, more obscure ones I would have ever fathomed. But with Spike Lee attached, I was like, sure, I'm in. I don't care who he's oh, making a movie yeah. about. What do you think about Nightwatch going away? I mean, it's sad. But... <sighs> Maybe, okay, so if Spike Lee's not directing Nightwatch, do you think maybe he would be directing something else that's done? I don't think so. I feel like... He just doesn't want to do it. Why? I mean, Spike Lee is uh, is a very powerful director of his vision. I can't imagine there are many studio Mm -hmm. role characters that he wants to dabble in. Like, there's not a lot of characters that he'd have as much control over as Nightwatch. Nightwatch's obscurity is why I thought Spike Lee would want it, because he could make it his own. Yeah. Whereas you do a Spider-Man, that's that's too yeah. much studio control. So I, yeah. I can't imagine Spike Lee would want to do much. And if he's not doing this, why would he want to do something else? Yeah. Well, that freaking sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. But I'm sure we'll get something else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. other ones, so. There's I, 118 Sony Spider-Verse movies down the pipeline. It? So it? So it'll be fine. Yeah. Once they run out of every Steve Ditko character, maybe they'll go back to the 90s. And But uh, Nightwatch was always <laughs> a, a bold choice. It is apparently not happening. As far as I know, there hasn't mm-hmm. been any movement announced beyond the nah. Uh, I love his answer, too. Just nah. so strong. Just nah. Uh, any <laughs> other phone calls? Any Anybody else on that, uh, that Aunt Anthony? Not on the horizon that I see. Okay, the phone number's on the bottom third of the screen if you're watching this live, and I put it in the live chat earlier. If you guys would like to call in, anytime you like, let me know. And in the meantime, anything else before we get to TV? Um, no, because I'm really excited This about is the main TV. thing in the show. <laughs> we've yes. been, we've, I've been kind of powering through to get to the Daredevil conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, it is TV time! Marvel movie news We're talking TV time Oh, you look different. Got a big head. Um, <laughs> Daredevil season three is... Oh, and I have headphones on, which makes it even cartoonisher. <laughs> Guys, I'm a professional. Uh, Daredevil season three is a damn near perfect piece of cinema. And I'm going to call it cinema because it felt cinematic. It did not feel small. It did not feel small screen. This is a big, big show. And I would like Amy to take it away. When you saw the first six episodes and you you were raving about it, I was like, all right, so, like, I know it's going to be good. <laughs> but when I freaking saw it, I was like, holy, insert cuss word right here, moly, but not yeah. moly. Um, yeah, that was amazing. That is by far one of the most beautiful things, beautiful seasons of anything I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And I don't think that's me being dramatic. I think that... There were so many surprises and so many turns where you're like, dang, could this get any better? And everyone just brought it. And the way that it looked, the way that, you know, everyone moved and yeah. fought. Oh! And yeah, I mean, the plot was fantastic. And then by the end of it all, you're just like, wow, I just lived through so much. And it was so amazing. It was beautiful. And I just finished watching it yesterday. And I'm still like, wow, that was cool. Let's do it again. But it's also like, hold on, because that was a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go with full spoilers, but my just-in-case yes. non-spoiler take is I watched this. Uh, the press release was a long way before the regular release. Like, it was like a month I had to wait between episode six and seven. And if you've watched it, you know that the episode six ends on quite the cliffhanger, and seven feels like a resolution of sadness. Uh, 
it was real hard. So this show I loved, I loved enough that I never had my phone in my hand. I filmed little videos of each recording of the episode. Like, so I'd watch episodes one and two film reaction, three and four film reaction because I couldn't talk to anyone. So I like felt like I needed to get it out because I loved the show so much that I couldn't share my experience. So I had to share it in advance. And then I tweeted those, uh, every couple hours on, uh, on Twitter once the embargo was lifted, but I loved it so much that I had to talk about it with no one. And that was, that was a first. Ooh, we have a caller. Let's take a caller. Oh, yay. This is just like, oh, 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 hello, hello, caller. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Who've we got? Scott Patterson. What's up, Scott Patterson? Hey, congrats on the job, man. Thanks. He just got a job. First job. Oh, that's, oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Stoked for you, dude. Congrats. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, uh, what'd you think of Daredevil? Um, or anything? Best, best Netflix show ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Marvel in history because it's a lot of professionalism that goes into these shows, and I think they did the best work. Um, however, I do, I'm not going to lie, I kind of wish some other characters were in the show, but I feel like it would have crowded it. And 10 episodes is a lot more, I feel, safer, but. Overall, the show is fantastic. Who uh, who did you miss? We're, spo- miss? we're yeah, we're allowed to have spoilers. Yeah. What, what, what did you want that wasn't involved? Blade, <laughs> Blade. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I got, oh, so you're talking like introduction, new character. I got you. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's all fine. You know, Kingpin is total badass. Um, Bullseye is exactly from the comics. Daredevil. I think that with Daredevil. I kind of feel like in season four, I'm not going to lie, that he might be killed off and someone might take over just because of the way he's going. But, I mean, it all depends on how the characters are developed. So, we'll see. What I would do with season four is have the void of Kingpin cause more crime and that uh, there's yeah. this really great arc in, I mean, even the Spider-Man game just did it, where you remove Kingpin, there's a void. So I'd have season four be like a gang war and then you can introduce Tombstone, Hammerhead, Black Cat. You can introduce a lot of the street level characters that they might not use in the movies. Black Cat probably not because they're going to use that in the Spider-Man movies. But, you know, like Hammerhead, Tombstone, all those characters. And then that'd be a great time to bring in a Moon Knight, a Blade, because maybe he can't handle it on his own. And then you can just have this insane, like, if you take your time and do 13 hours, have this crazy buildup. So I feel like I agree. Like, I would have loved to see a little world building this season. But I personally really liked how contained it was because we got to love their take on Bullseye. And we wouldn't have had as much time. Yeah, I love containment. I love confinement. Um, I'm a big component in that. I like I like the crazy stuff. But, <laughs> like, being locked in, like, a mansion and fighting Kingpin and blowing up stuff like that kind of like me like Scarface like I love that stuff. yeah I mean it felt like a gritty crime thriller and, and you really got to live the kingpin of the comics and the kingpin of the, and the daredevil of the comics and then that origin episode episode 5 of daredevil that was one of the most powerful pieces of TV I've ever it was like an art house film and it happened to be an origin story for Bullseye like they gave Bullseye more respect than the comic usually does yes I, and I don't even read comics I don't I don't I only read DC the only Marvel comic I've ever read was X-Men 2099 when I was younger, but I always had a love for characters who are deep and complex and actually have something to say. Dude, you might like Daredevil, man. I check out uh, some of the some of the greatest hit stuff. Like, see see what Daredevil calls you, and you know, dive dive into what you like. But what do you read in DC? Um, uh, well, my all time favorite comic is Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've read, I've read, I think most of all of Batman, um, All Star, Elseworlds, um, some of the offshoots, some of Superman, but not much. Are you reading Tom King's Batman right now? No. It's the best. Uh, Tom King's Batman is amongst my... It's it's always the top of my pull. It's among, amongst some of my favorite. It's like Bendis' Spider-Man good, in my opinion. Yeah, Mark Millar is a favorite of mine. And Alex Ross. I think that's pretty much it. I, I think that's it. And Roxanne Gay. She's a good artist, too. Got Everybody good taste, too. man. Uh, well, Sky, as always, thank you for all of your contributions to the show. Your art's yeah. always spectacular. I always appreciate how, how active you are. You know your release dates and you get good art stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you so much, man. Thank you so much. We'll, well, we'll talk to you on the internet. Bye. Shout out from Aunt Manthony to you, Sky. Nice meeting you. Oh, nice meeting you, too. Thank you, guys. Know Bye-bye. that I'm waving. He's waving at you. <laughs> <laughs> They're all waving. I'm waving at you. <laughs> Bye, Sky. Bye. Um, once again, thank you for calling in. Anybody's welcome to call, uh, back to the conversation of season three, the moments it was able to capture that felt like the page turners at the end of a comic when they're going to build up to someone in the live chat just mentioned, uh, the Karen Kingpin conversation, which felt like it was pulled out of like, I could see the Bendis Malev. I don't know how you pronounce Malev. M A L E E V is an artist. I love on daredevil. It felt like that. It felt like this perfect little... I could see the panels. I could see the page. And it was a freaking show. I loved that moment. And this show was full of those moments. The mm-hmm. season uh, episode five, Art House episode. The episode four fight that is, oh. I think, old boy good. Uh, the episode oh, six good. fight, which is so, so comic-y. But the show's so grounded, mm-hmm. it didn't feel comic-y. So you step back and we're like... Wait, he's throwing office supplies at a guy that's blind, and they're both wearing Daredevil suits. And, like, you don't mm-hmm. feel that until the episode's over. You're like, wait, that was comic as hell. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing. And then the second half of the show, I also loved episode six escalates to one of the most comic fights we've ever had, and maybe will ever have, because that, that's not coordinating. Oh, I always shout out Chris Brewster, but Chris Brewster, you really updated yourself, man. Like, he's in the suit, he's coordinating all this stuff, he's killing it, and he makes art out of these fights. Uh, episode 6 ends on this violent note. 7, because there are 13 episodes, and this is why I think that the Netflix model is better than a lot of the movies, is there's time to mourn. Episode mm-hmm. 7 was mourning and sadness and ramification and stakes, and that can't happen with a two-hour movie or a three-hour movie or even a 10-episode season sometimes. Like, 13, I love the 13, and this show really flexed that 13. It could have been 15 for me, but 13 felt good. But, like, it really took its time, and I, I loved this season. All right, we do have another caller. All right. Sweet. Caller, where are you from? What's hey, Coy. It's Colt. Hey, what Wanted up, man? Say... From the Star Jammer. <laughs> I know. Oh my Hopefully God. I have good reception this time. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just want to say hi. And uh, we will uh, be sad missing you. Yeah, it's a, it's so, a we'll, bummer we'll to go. We'll you in Heroes, man. Yeah, hunt me down on Heroes, and this is going to give me a little a little bit of wiggle to do a YouTube situation. I'm I'm. It's 2018, and I have like 100 followers on YouTube because I never use it. Uh, so I'm definitely leaning into the YouTube. So what I plan to do while I've got you... Uh, is when news breaks, I want to film like a one minute, two minute reaction just on my phone. And then at the end of every week, I'm going to put all that together. So I'm just going to make a show of just my stuff. Cause I miss, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss these rants. I'm going to miss this freedom. Uh, so I'm just going to assemble the show every week, probably on Tuesdays. Cause that's when I hopefully have a little bit of time, uh, throw it all together, throw it on YouTube. But throughout the week, like on Twitter, I'll post like a minute thought or like Instagram and all those things. So I'll still be available. 
uh, and the Star Jammer will still only be a tweet away. Yes, I will. So <laughs> if you all want to, so if you all need news and stuff, I will send that out to you guys, and I'll still be part of everything. So I'll help you out, Amy, whenever you need. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the team. Yeah. I'm leaving the team in good straits. Uh, I tried to announce it a week early, but then the YouTube gods decided against me. First, you're YouTube <laughs> gods. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to give them all the time, and then no, no, no. The no. one episode that we make a big statement on, it's like, how about no? <sighs> hate that <laughs> well it's still available it's still available on podcast yeah everyone so. <laughs> listened to the announcement from a week ago yeah uh thanks so much for calling so, in man no problem man i just wanted to say hi so thank you sir and we'll, we'll be in touch i appreciate you bye take it easy guys I, have a good show i'm waving <laughs> <laughs> uh what were you gonna say well, uh, about season three yourself now that we're full um, spoilers oh yes uh, Karen's mm-hmm. whole backstory. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So like, obviously I'm familiar with part of the born again series. Sure. So like, I understand how dark her character can get. So I was curious to see how dark they would get this season with Karen. And it got pretty intense. Um, especially, you know, with her brother, Kevin, yeah. Ooh, that was brutal. That hurt me on so many levels. And I was kind of looking for a little bit of a breather, you know, yeah. because it starts off the episode with before. And I'm like, before what? And then it just goes deeper and deeper, and you're like, okay, okay, but like, let's let's come back to now, like yeah. reality, reality, and uh, but then and that's dark because it's post bulletin, like exactly. it's everything is that's so hard to capture without feeling overdone, like at that level of darkness. Yeah. The show starts off with like Daredevil's quit. Yeah. He's quit being Matt Murdock. He's barely a daredevil at this point. And he's just like this broken man in a dark gothic church. That's the beginning. Oh. And then it gets darker. I didn't know if it could accomplish it because Born Again is so heavy. I didn't know mm-hmm. if a show could. I didn't know if I'd want to keep watching something that was like, I am broken. Right. But they somehow made it work and I somehow was more invested. Yeah. And like it it was dark. It was gr- gritty. Yeah. But it also gave you some kind of hope. Because I think Karen and Fogging pushing forward and Matt, I mean, all of them separately until mm-hmm. they finally get their crap together and work together. Yeah. Still, it's just like, okay, all right, we can defeat the bad guys. Like, we can do it. Yeah. So that, I think, is what propelled the story forward and made you hopeful that it wasn't going to be all Debbie Downer. There's definitely hope in yeah. some of the characters, but I like I like that we were uncertain at points, and I generally yeah. felt uncertain. Uh, yeah. And Ed, someone's saying in the live chat that how much they enjoyed Karen this season. Uh, Deborah yeah. Wall did do a fantastic job, especially with how heavy that subject matter was and how you have to instantly care about her brother and their relationship and that whole thing in one episode. Mm-hmm. And it's three years of buildup. Uh, that's a lot of weights carrying her shoulders. Uh, we're actually uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, on Collider Heroes, interviewing Deborah Ann Wall. So Stop I'll, it. I'll be talking to Deborah tomorrow uh, about oh. all of this season. And it's been out for a week, so I can go full spoilers. So I'll be talking yeah. to Deborah tomorrow. I've already got a lot I want to know. Uh, so tomorrow, if you watch Heroes, uh, you will see Deborah Ann Wall. And we're having Donnie Cates on, who is the writer on Venom right now, and a bunch of. We got a big Halloween episode for tomorrow. Oh and yeah, I'm, so I get to talk about comics and. TV and all these with the people that are involved in them. Super stoked. But Deborah so impressed me mm-hmm. with she went from the girl that didn't know that he was Daredevil to accepting he was Daredevil to teaming up with Punisher to dealing with that fallout to oh my god talking to Kingpin and at no point did it feel unrealistic. And that's all that's the actress and the writers. Yeah. Yeah. Well and the way that she like she went through so much even before we even meet her that, um, you know, after she admits to killing Wesley. Yeah. Like, that was insane. And then she first, I mean, she admits it to herself that she, like, she, obviously she did that. But right. she tells Foggy. And that just, like, tears you apart. Because then Foggy's kind of like us. Like, 
well, you know, we're here for you. Like, why didn't you tell us? And she, you know, she's dealing with so much. And then she tells freaking Fisk and yeah. then Matt, you know, and then she tells Matt. And that whole episode, you're like, the, the Fisk episode, you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Because yeah. you know how dangerous he is, but she didn't care. Yeah. The stakes were brilliant. Yeah. Well, and then she, you know, she's like, yes, I, I was stupid. But then Matt says, no, you were brave. And I was like, yeah, but like, she was also kind of stupid. But Any brave. negatives for you? Anything you didn't like this season? No. The only moment I didn't love, and it's small. Okay. But it's the fact that it was small is the print thing I didn't like, was when he revealed himself to Nadim. And I felt like... Oh, just like a book. Because, like, the whole first season was keeping it from Karen and Foggy, and I felt like that was so, like, earned when the moment happened. So when he showed Nadim, I get why they had to do it. I totally understand from a storytelling standpoint, like, you have to trust me. But... I don't know if it was a, it was a, I needed 30 more seconds on them. I don't know what I needed, but yeah. then I was just like, cut away. Now we're friends. Ta-da. And like, I wanted just yeah. some, like another beat somewhere. Uh, that was the only moment. But the fact that I'm nitpicking and looking for things in one moment is that's a perfect season. If there's one tiny flaw that I had. One. Well, also, I want to give a shout out to the people that worked on the, the score. You mm-hmm. know, that was insane. There was flashes of, I don't know if you've seen Handmaid's Tale, but like the, uh, yeah, the, the strings of, oof. It just, like, it put me in that kind of space that Handmaid's Tale puts me in, and I was already like, <gasps> this, I'm really stressed out. I also loved the moment where the audience that doesn't read comics got to experience the Born Again twist with his mom. I love oh, that yeah. moment when yeah. everyone got to, like, because yeah. reading about it online, I could tell when, like, the show had been out for 10 hours, because all of a sudden, like, what? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys follow uh, Mike Kalinowski. Uh, Mikey Christmas is a homie. He, he had a friend that was shipping the mom and and then he was like do i tell them so he was like what great chemistry and like so he kept tweeting i was like this is uncomfortable Uh. uh but the twist is great especially people that haven't read the comic because they really established it well and all the sporting characters are great you really felt when when the father died uh you really What's his last name? Father, the priest. You know what I'm talking about. When he died, you felt it. And then you hated Bullseye even more, but you've always, you kind of liked Bullseye because they gave you so much time with him. That actor really, uh, Wilson Bethel, just handled that role. Oh my gosh. He looks so badass in the Daredevil suit. Yeah. But then he's a bad guy. Oh, the show's so good. Well, and someone in the chat, uh, Zeno Hour, said the creepiest yet funniest moment was when Bullseye drove up with Julius Corpse. Yes. Oh. And the uh, Home Life 1983 Bullseye vacuuming while wearing the DD suit. Yeah. That was a great moment of psychosis and trying to find normalcy that I loved. He put on the headphones. He's like, gotta find a pattern. And just did his thing. That was, that was funny world building brevity, but darkness, which is the show. Mm-hmm. That, like... 10 seconds encapsulates this season. Mm -hmm. And I think season two balancing Punisher, Daredevil, The Hand and all that did a great job, but they didn't have enough time for Elektra to feel fully right. This season didn't have enough time for Nadine to feel fully right. So they're both like A's for me. Like Mm -hmm. I I always thought Daredevil season two would be impossible to beat, but season three was on par with it. And the fight scenes maybe a little better. Cause like, actually the Punisher prison fight, they're so good. Daredevil season one through three is, I think my favorite property. Yeah, before this season, I was hardcore like, yeah, Jessica Jones, which I still freaking love her. Oh, sure. But dang, this season, this season is one that I'm like, okay, even to my non-nerdy friends, which I do have a couple, um, I'm like, you have for to now. watch this. For She's going to convert them. Nah. Yeah, I'm like, you have to. Like, this is one of those things that if you know the comics, you'll appreciate it and you'll freaking like go crazy. If you don't know the comics, you'll appreciate it and you'll go crazy. And not, the symbology you know? of the show, it breaks comics. Like it's beyond mm-hmm. comics. Yeah. A man with Catholic guilt dressed as oh. a devil beating up the rich that are taking advantage 
is a, a that's a universal like you are taking advantage you think you're right i'm ironically dressed as the devil like there's a lot more to play there yeah. and that image of him with the the ropes and just that brutal scene and <gasps> also with three episodes the actress that played uh wilson Vanessa. fist oh. vanessa thank mm-hmm. you yeah vanessa just she's amazing Oof. obviously like we knew that from episode um, season one but like her coming back and really like telling him like I want to be part of your world. Yeah. Part of your world. Um, I was like, okay, where's this going to go? And the power play, go? her first being like, kill him. Like, within... Yes! Yeah. And then, she, like, she's basically telling him what to do. She's she like, becomes okay. Wesley. But yes. then at the same time, Bullseye is trying to become Wesley. But he's so and he, Well, because he's a loose cannon. But yeah. I also love the the rage of Kingpin tying into the rage of Bullseye. So there was yeah. a com- camaraderie, but it wasn't authentic to both sides. Like, mm-hmm. there's the amount of tonal shifts in the show mm-hmm. and the amount that it juggles. Like, we could talk for five hours about it because oh there's so gosh. many different dynamics but it does something that nothing without those 39 hours could do like i love i think the captain america trilogy is impossibly strong mm-hmm. winter soldier into civil war like how do you top winter soldier oh wait civil war i thought that with daredevil but like now with 40 hours effectively of content i don't know what else i could want from this yeah it's so perfect to me from top to bottom season one through three yeah which it's crazy because it's like yeah we have way more content of daredevil mm-hmm. technically out there now um, you know, that's live action. Um, that is crazy to me. Also, uh, freaking Fisk, that last, yeah, the last episode, the way he grabs Bullseye. Yeah. And, and he the, just, oh! Uh, and thank you, Muay Thai ropes. Uh, those are, yeah, mm. Muay Thai ropes, Zeno Hour, thank you. Yeah. There was, there was so much violence, and I also, I think there was so much, I mean, you're already invested in these characters, because, yeah. you know, you've seen two whole seasons, but... Um, there's certain kinds of attachments to religion that if you're Catholic like me, and I even worked at a chapel, like being wow. in that space and, you know, where they were hiding underneath and like that, the gate, everything. I was like, the, the symbolism the, 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 all the, rang the, extra. Yes. I was like, I, I worked at a chapel. We had a gate yeah. like that. And then it was just crazy and everything. And what really impressed me was the, the symbolism like rang true to, to not like, I'm not religious. So it rang true to me where I felt the importance of those images, mm-hmm. but without knowing why, like I was like, Oh, this is important to yeah. this, this reality. And I was like, Oh, and it was beautiful to yeah. feel that thing for him without being part of it. So mm-hmm. both sides got to experience that. Yeah. Uh, and I also really like that every fight felt like it was deserved. Like even, okay. The, if you describe the fight with bullseye <laughs> throwing metal, I mean, uh, throwing glass up a fire escape at a cop and uh daredevil, that shouldn't be awesome. Like, it's so silly to be like, bah, bah. like, cause <laughs> it, it, I expected it to be like the Colin Farrell version where I was like, but when he started doing it, I was like, what a badass thing. And when he's like ricocheting bullets, like an eighties yeah. movie somehow felt real. Like there were so many moments that shouldn't land, but you're so invested in the world that you're like, yeah, totally. I could ricochet a bullet, bro. Oh yeah. Everything. you, you find yourself accepting things that you didn't know you'd accept so quickly. Yeah. 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 And I, so I started Marvel movie news with daredevil season one. Uh, daredevil season one was a big part of the first stuff I was doing. Netflix has been killing daredevil for a very long time. I love the fact that my last month on the show, I got to talk about Venom theatrical release, which I never thought would happen. Uh, I got to talk about Daredevil season three, which is a beautiful button on a trilogy. If only Gambit had come out, then my Marvel movie news. All of my hopes and dreams. You can always come back when that one somehow. If Gambit ever actually gets a director that lives enough to to film it. If If he gets on set. If a director steps on a Gambit set, I will come back that episode. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was really cool to, to experience Daredevil's growth through these three seasons. And I think it's the most 
tight, the most most perfect of the the franchises. Um, and then at the very, very, very end, when we see Bullseye on the table, the operating table, and he's getting, um, you know, fixed up. Mm-hmm. I know there were some people saying that this is the first connection that we're getting to, like, Fox properties because of the Doctor, Doctor Oyama, all of that. I just, I remember them, I mean, they, they, yeah, they do, like, a close-up shot of his face, and I was like... If he opens his eyes, I'm going to scream right now. Yeah. And then he does. And I was like, <laughs> of course they did it. And that, oh, that yeah. gives us a great thing for season four because now we can have a yeah. full, full-blown full villain. We can have, like, the Kingpin Void and all those things. I really yeah. think that I want it to keep going. And uh, there were rumors that it was being canceled because of social media posts. Um, there's no way to track Netflix because they don't release their numbers. But a lot of times people look at, like, Business Insider tracks the social media conversation and it has dropped from two to three. But – uh, Vincent D'Onofrio grabbed that headline and just tweeted, no. So, which is also a kingpin move, power move. Uh, yeah. so I feel like that is, I don't think, I think it's going to keep going. I think the show does well. I think that I, more, please. Ah, Father Lantorn, Lantum, Lantum. Yes, that is Lantum. his name. Lantum. Like Phantom. Thank you, Ghost8386, Lantum. Uh, anything else for a wrap so we can tell people they can unmute? Uh, no, man. That was just beautiful. This was my first time actually talking about all of it. Yeah, it's been a lot. So it felt good. Good. Yeah. Good catharsis. <laughs> yes. Uh, and now we have Daredevil Season 4 to hopefully look to, mm-hmm. but we get Punisher Season 2 and Jessica Jones Season 3 for sure. Mm-hmm. Punisher Season 2, I'm so excited about. Jessica Jones Season 3, I'm so excited about because mm-hmm. I love this little corner. Oh. I'm very bummed Iron Fist and Luke Cage don't get to carry on, but that's how the snap works. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh! Um, I'm, I'm excited for things to carry on and spoilers, spoiler free. Welcome back. All who have muted. <laughs> you want to, Oh, an unspoiler flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in case they have you muted. Just you know? in case. Now there's a visual cue. You want to talk gifted? <laughs> yeah. Quick little chat about gifted. Um, I know this season has been a little bit dividing for people because it's a little bit difficult to, um, you know, like make it through. But I'm trying to focus on the positives. I love that you're... It's a little difficult to watch. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm hoping it could just improves. I love Amy Acker. She is freaking fantastic. So I support her and, you know, the rest of the cast. They're great. So, yeah. Let us know if you're watching The Gifted in the, in the comments, in the chat, in the comments down below. Tell us what, you, what you're loving about it. And, yeah. Tell us your thoughts. That's it. That's it? That's, that's it. safe. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Because it's difficult. It's, yeah. Uh, I would love to do the final Mary Marvelite show. Oh my god, stop. Would you mind? No, Alright, so Mary Marvelites in the next you got like another minute of me, you can call in if you're here. If not, I'm gonna give some Mary Marvelite shout outs. I wanna shout out Jose Hermeloso and Jose B. Hermel Hermosillo. How do you pronounce that? Hermosillo. That I should have let Amy do it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because it's a very pretty name. I was like, it's a pretty name. How do I say it? <laughs> not like this. Can you say that one? Hermosillo. Just don't say the H. Hermosillo. There you go. Beautiful name that Done. I mangled at first. I apologize. <laughs> uh, Tree Walker at Benoit V. Roque. Justin Castellanetos at Connor T. 800. Ryan Street at Rye Bread 8484. Not Seth Rogen at Danielle Epley. <laughs> I'd like to know the story behind that. Um, Modaman. Modaman. Modaman uh, at Modaman. <laughs> Key Brains at Bennett Wins. Kristen Deaton at Kristen Deaton, Pierre Jason Kelly at Johnny Arcade, Rudy Morales at R. Morales1381, Brian Trotter at 40-something Geek, and Rita Perez at Rita Perez94. We don't have any questions this week, but now is the time to call in, mm-hmm. ask questions, do any of that jazz. And while that's happening, I want to tell you guys 
this was the first show I started hosting on. Uh, I had had my own show. This is going to be my my goodbye monologue. Uh, I did a show called Comic Sense for this small network called Bite Size. Now, Bite Size, uh, they were this this very specific company. They let me do what I wanted. It was amazing. I had an art team. I had a graphics team. It was it was rad. But the audience was not comic fans. It was just random people, and it never felt right. It felt like I was just, like, trying to convince someone. I did it, like, during the Winter Soldier era. I was trying to convince someone that Falcon would be cool, and I just felt like it wasn't going to land. I then knew Matt Key for years. I'd known Matt Key forever. Matt Key was like, oh, you do a comic show? You should come guest in my comic show. And I was like, yeah, man. Sat right there on that Cosmic Couch, and within two episodes, Matt and I were like, whoa, I should totally join you in the show. Let's do, let's do a show together. So Matt and I joined forces started doing the show i've been doing the show since episode like 30 something like 23 23 mm-hmm. episode 23 so i've been part of this for 280 episodes or 100 in math 180 <laughs> episodes four years so much and the reason i love doing it is you guys i spoiler alert if you're good at something don't do it for free but this was worth it this was everything this was amazing for four years i I had no problem breaking my one rule uh and i was making money at bite size and it didn't matter because this didn't have you guys the reason i was here for four years was you guys the reason i can't anymore is because the world got busy and life's happening i'm not leaving because of any of this it's because of time and and then having to eat and rent but like (laughs) That's L.A. Uh, But I want to bestow upon you guys that it is always worth doing something if you love it, no matter what. If you love something, it's always worth doing it. And this was a labor of love, a bit of me that I got to share with you guys. I got to meet you guys on the street. You get, I mean, I got to call in and talk to you guys. Like, I got to share all these experiences. Every Comic-Con Marvel Movie News fans are amazing. The live chat's great. Uh, Funny moment. Uh, I always thought the, the name X Shiny Diver X hated me. I always felt like that one person on YouTube was like, yeah. I, and then they commented on the episode that got taken down, like, oh, I'm so sorry to see Koi leave. And I was like, even the people I think hate me aren't mean. <laughs> so that was actually a really cool moment because I was like, oh, I always thought that we had, that was one of the few friction and it wasn't. It was just different personality and different like opinions on things, but it was always cordial. So it was amazing to have that moment. And then, you know, the the, the Colt Badeau, the Sky Pattersons, the OG people that Eric, Eric uh, Opperman, the people that have been this through the beginning. It's been amazing to grow as a host with you guys. It's been amazing to experience the growth of this comic world with you guys. And I really hope that I can bring you with me to talk about not just Marvel, but DC and movies. I like more than just comic movies. I want to talk about everything coming out. I want to talk about books. I want to talk about life experiences. I want to do this on a bigger scale. I want to I want to do a daytime talk show on network TV. That's Dude, the, that's the yeah. goal. I want to land there. Yeah. This is like I'm not doing this as a guy that's like trying to be an actor to build its credits. I'm doing this because I love talking to you. I love talk shows. I love sharing experiences. And I was here for years cuz you guys. So, I just want to thank you all for helping me discover how much I love this, for helping me find my voice, for helping me shape what I want to do with my life. And I hope that in some way, I read so many people talking about them reading comics because of me. If I was able to shape my life with you and you were able to shape your life with me discovering comics and things, that's what humanity is. That's what society is. That's why I go to Burning Man. Burning Man is about gifting and you guys gifted me this and i hope i can gift you the love of comics and i want the world to be more like that and to be positive and to share and to appreciate and that's all because of this place so thank you for this oh i think they heard there's a call oh perfect timing timing. (laughs) hello 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 amy hi Hi. hello who we got this is starter from cat 
Canada. No Wh- freaking way. What up, Star Drew? You're another of the OGs. Hello. Uh, How's Canada? <laughs> Just want to make a short phone call and say, Koi, you're pretty good. Uh, thank you for doing the watch along for the first night. Oh, absolutely. And you'll be a mess, man. Thank you so much, man. I always love your uh, your Twitter experience and your, your being in the live chat. And I didn't yeah. even know you were Canadian until this very moment, which means you're more like Deadpool. So I like you even more. <laughs> Thank you so much. Guys. Thanks for calling in, man. Thank we appreciate you. you. All right. Bye. Care, Waving. Bye. Bye. I'm going to subtitle when I wave on phones. Oh, so that way, like, yeah, like, wave. so if I verbally say I'm waving, then they know. Yeah, And then that course. counts. Yeah. Then it's not even weird. No, I don't I think know. it's weird at all. Waving. Hey, waving. I end my phone calls with bot. Like, instead of saying bye, I say waving and I just assume people know what the fuck. People should get on. <laughs> Telemarketers, <that>. waving. <laughs> um, sorry, I just yeah. I ranted for a while. No, you're good. Um, we do, Aunt Anthony, we have a little something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Quite so, look down for a bit. Yeah, just look down. So, just to preface this, this was one of the first times that you were here. Oh. And uh, just to set up the clip, because if not, you'll just, like, start hearing yourself talking. It doesn't make sense. Um, people, like, you guys were talking about, you know, the Marvel Universe and comics and everything that was going to be happening. So, this was in March of 2015? 2015. Yes. So, you can go ahead and open your eyes and play. All right different themes like they have That's a you. god like you I said love they baby have me. America, which is like nostalgia based they have like everything and Iron Man's technologically based and then space episode 23 23 has more layers in it and it's on a separate medium this like when the studio was still back at the house yeah we were in a house <laughs> Matt Cook Matt Key Meredith Placco yeah. Deadpool yeah. shirt yeah so, and so what are we talking about yeah, I, the diversity of tone? Well, yeah, actually, because before that, you guys were talking about Daredevil. Oh, no. So season yeah, one, Daredevil. It was season one. You guys had gotten a trailer, and uh, yeah, you were just talking about it. And That's it's just crazy. amazing. And it's crazy to see like you there, and then now you here, and everything that you've been able to see. Like, yeah. All of Daredevil. Imagine just like everything that happened. Grown through all those things. Yeah. That's insane. And, oh, and this. Oh, yeah, that's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at, back at the house and, like, all the things that me and Matt got to, Matt's and Meredith got to experience. Mm-hmm. That's insane. This was so long ago. Yeah, so March, so it'll be it'll be four years in March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you remember that? Like, do you remember filming that? I remember walking into Marvel Movie News set and being nervous because I had only yeah. hosted things that were just mine. So I was more used to pacing it myself and mm. being a one-man control show. Mm-hmm. And I'd guessed it on uh, Chaotic Awesome, which is uh, Michelle, my friend, my friends Michelle and Chloe. Uh, Michelle Moore and Chloe Dykes had a show. That was the first thing I'd ever done live. So I'd only done one live show ever, and this was the second thing I ever did live. Ever. Oh my god! So I'd only literally, I'd done my own stuff pre-taped, one live show, then jumped here. So I remember being nervous and being like, <gasps> the couch, the cosmic couch, and I love yeah. Matt Key, and Matt Key and I were just homies. We weren't like, we didn't work together before. So I didn't yeah. know how we'd vibe. Uh, and I'd never met Matt Cook. So then it became, the, and I didn't know Matt Flacco at all. So it became this really like surreal whoa moment. Yeah. So yeah, I remember sitting on that couch and being like, hope I know enough to talk about it. Like I didn't, I never <laughs> think of myself as knowing enough about comics to talk about it. And then I, four years later. I mean, like, you know so much, but I always feel like, dang, there's so much. Oh, I could do like there's a 19 so hour show if they let me. 
But like, yeah, there's do it, do it all <laughs> just, on YouTube. I'm there on you YouTube, go. Just ranting until I fall asleep, wake up, start talking again. <laughs> well, didn't Shia LaBeouf do something? I should was... Shia LaBeouf, Spider Man, and Deadpool. <laughs> okay, there you go. If you guys want that to happen, make sure to leave a comment down below. Tell it's us in like the chat right 4, now. Four thousand hours so you can monetize YouTube. So I spend four thousand hours ranting about Spider, and one person watches. I'm like, yes, it's worth it. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that how you do really it. That was cool. Thank you for pulling that You're up. Welcome. I haven't watched the old stuff in so long. A very different time. Yeah. Yeah. That is Isn't insane. That uh, live chat. Uh, I agree. I feel old too. That is the OG hosts. I'm reading all this. That is fantastic. And also like it, you guys all talk about like wanting to do what we do. I literally was a friend of Matt's that showed up on the couch. And then from this came screen junkies from screen junkies came working with, uh, the, the people at arena that I work with now came collider. Uh, I met, I met, I knew John Schnapp, uh, fucking John, man. Uh, I knew John Schnapp socially, but we didn't know each other liked the same stuff till Marvel Movie News. So, like, John and I worked together because of this. Like, everything's, mm-hmm. I mean, this this spawned a lot of things, so that's, that's really important to me. Well, and I know on Twitter you posted, because obviously I'm an AP, so it's okay to stalk <laughs> your host, uh, Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, I saw that you posted a poll asking, like, where do you guys know me from? And yeah. the majority was from Marvel Movie News. Yeah, it was really cool to see, and um, I just, I wanted to know... Isn't that crazy? It's insane. And this this little show we started, we called it Marvel Movie News, and I was just waiting for someone to sue, and it never happened. And then hey! like <laughs> sweet. I mean like But you think like I just didn't like Disney's very controlling, but they let us do this. And yeah. the amount of people that watch, like Ryan Sands is on Runaways and he reached out because he liked our show, our commentary. And I thought it was fake. When Ryan reached out to me, I thought it was someone spamming me. And like because I've been watching Runaways, yeah. and then episode three, I was like, my favorite's Jeffrey Wilder. Within an hour, someone had tweeted me, like, hey man, I play Jeffrey Wilder, I think you're great. And I was like, boom. Oh, okay. But that's the thing this show brings us. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. I'd love to talk <gasps> yeah. to somebody. Caller. Caller, you're on the Hello. line now. I had him on hold for a bit. Sorry. Caw-caw. Hello, hello. Hello. This is Aunt Anthony here. Anthony, call this is Gamer and, Girl. And... Oh, oh, Gamer Girl! Hey, what up, Gamer Girl? <laughs> Not much. It is good to to voice meet you. Voice meet you. I'm gonna use that. Good to meet you too. <laughs> Thank you for being a very loyal Marvelite all these years. You're welcome. What did you think of Daredevil season three? I beg your pardon. Uh, what did you think of Daredevil season three? Did you get to watch it? I'm not that into Gamer Girl. I mean, into Daredevil. Oh, gotcha. Uh, what, what's your favorite property since I've been hosting? What's your favorite thing that's happened in four years? Ooh, no pressure. In the past 40 years? <laughs> four. Four. Just four. 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 So since I've been doing Marvel um, Movie News, what's your favorite? I liked, I really liked Infinity War. Mm. A lot. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Blew my mind. And I'm gonna really miss Koi on the show. I'm going to miss being here so much. I saw you say you're going to come watch Glider Heroes, and I appreciate it. And and now you've got Amy here and me there, so you just get twice as much content, frankly. Yeah. We're just filling your time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this is what we're here for. And I'm always on Twitter, and I, I love our conversations on the tweets. I like them, too. <laughs> well, thank you for calling in, and thank you for holding while I die a tribe. I am... <laughs> I am very uh, uh, trying not to make this an episode of This Is Us and just cry my way Stop. through it because uh, oh I'm definitely, God. definitely feeling the the weight of these last these lights being on me for the last time. Uh, so thank you so much for calling in and thank you for being a kind, compassionate comic fan all these years. 
You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, gamer girl. Bye. Waving. Waving. Bye. <laughs> Waving. Um, yeah, it's also crazy because I I first came on the show in April, and I was one of those people, too, where I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on the show. This is crazy, and I was super nervous, um, but it was just fun. And yeah. I just got to geek out, and I was like, cool, so I can be, like, my nerdy self here? Awesome. And then everyone was super friendly in the chat, in the comments, and then, you know, then I was there, and now I'm here, and it's just like... It's awesome. You guys are awesome. You're awesome. And I think that the positivity that we have here is something that the world desperately needs. And especially when we get to talk about nerdy things, it's like, what can be better? I mean, I think we we pride ourselves being the most welcoming show on the internet. And I think that, like, you feel that when you walk in the room or you feel it when you click on it. And I I really hope that is something that translates through the camera because we want to share this with you guys. Like, that's the point. So, yeah. like, I, I think it's a magical place, and I think the internet's full of a lot of hate, and I get a lot of critiques for not talking about things I don't like, Same. but I don't talk about them because there's plenty of that. Like, yeah. critics love bashing stuff, and mm-hmm. I love loving stuff. So mm-hmm. if I don't love something, I'm not going to talk about it because it's easier for my soul. Mm-hmm. It's easier for my spirit to not be like, I'm going to live in this rage. Like, I could do that, but then I'd die sooner and angrier. I, that's not fun. I'd rather, like, circle the stuff I liked and dance in that area than, like, look yeah. at this. So I, I've loved that this place has given me the outlet to just be puppy dogs and rainbows because it's pretty cool the stuff we get to watch oh yeah i think it's great um i know champion ashley says uh i would call but i'm too nervous guys don't be too nervous this is your chance oh that's real this cute. is your chance yeah we, we and yeah. actually this is the moment i have to wrap up which i knew was coming oh. And it's a dark day for me, uh, but I will be on the internet. I want this to turn into me having my own talk show, and I can invite you guys all to the live studio audience. This is merely a step. It's not goodbye. It's hello, internet, in a new way. So find me on YouTube. It's a picture. Of, I haven't used it at all. I have like 100 followers, but it's like a picture of me in my red Deadpool shirt. I'm sitting. It's it's that picture. Uh, it's my name. Spoiler alert. So find me on YouTube, uh, but where can they find you before I wrap up? You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. I do plenty of shows on Popcorn Talk, After Buzz. I also do stuff at Geek Bomb, Clever, and YouTube. So just follow me. I am very proud to be giving the show to Amy because Amy <laughs> came on the show as a Marvel TV host and did not know that much about the world that we are like, this is everything. But yeah. Amy is one of the most dedicated learners I know. She has made sure every minute she can learn she has she used to sit right there and study up on the stuff we were talking about then do it and make these rundowns when you don't know what they are to assemble this news and then learn about it in order to talk about it is commendable so you guys are in amazing hands amy's gonna run the hell out of this show i would not like just ditch you guys if i didn't trust the person to my left she is incredible she's gonna kill it i'm very excited to see what this show becomes in her very steadfast hands of steering the ship and i'll be back december 18th to see how that is we're gonna do a christmas special it's gonna be really rad but in the meantime find me on twitter on instagram on youtube that's gonna be tricky at koi jandro c-o-y-j-a-n-d-r-e-a-u you guys were with me for four years i love you so much you've been a huge part of my life you've you've reshaped my career my life my my path in this world and you've made me feel warm and fuzzy while doing it so thank you all so much and until next time stay sweating love you guys from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.